Don't Meet Me in the Middle is doing its first raffle. Check out our Twitter or Instagram for more info and official rules. We'll be giving away free swag to two lucky winners. Our Twitter handle is Don't Meet Me One. Our Instagram is Don't Meet Me in the Middle. We'll provide links in the description and back to your regularly scheduled program. Thanks, guys. Do you have a pun for today? Who do you take me for? Of course I have a pun for you today. You do. You do have a pun. I know. Where does lettuce go for worship? Oh, okay. I know the Korean word for lettuce. I don't know the Korean word for church. Are they the same thing? Not quite. Okay. I'm just going to say the Korean word for lettuce. Sangchul? So it's, that's not correct. That's close. That's close. Oh. Okay. Where does lettuce go for worship? The sanctuary. Because sangchu is lettuce. I saw. <laughs>I'm Allison. And I'm Ryan. And this is Don't Meet Don't Me, meet in, me the in the Middle. middle. <laughs> Where we watch the first episode of a drama. And the last episode of a drama. Then we rate the whole drama based on those two episodes. So, straight into Let's Eat 2, episode 18. This is the last episode of Let's Eat 2. Gotta say, uh, before we start, I was, I was pretty underwhelmed by this episode in particular. Not gonna lie. I was too. Yeah, it just, I don't know. It, it wasn't as exciting as the ending as the, of the first one. I think that maybe because it's because they had too many characters. But they, the cast did seem bigger. It was huge. There's so many people. Yeah. I think maybe because the series is a little bit longer than average for a normal K-drama. Mm-hmm. In addition to Let's Eat isn't a very complicated series, okay? It's just... People eating. <laughs> they don't have a lot of plot, so I feel like the fact that it's dragged on for longer, I think, made it overwhel- underwhelming. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'll agree with that. So, I will let you guys know in advance, I didn't get to watch all the food scenes and Let's Eat 2 quite yet, but I'm working on it. So, we are going to do a third episode of Let's Eat 2, just going over different food scenes, and I think we're going to go over the food scenes in Let's Eat 1. At least some of the memorable ones as well. I can do maybe my top three. Oh, for Let's Eat 2? For Let's Eat 1 or Let's Eat 2, just so like I have something to contribute. Yeah, we'll do that in that uh, bonus episode. So we'll both watch all the food scenes by then, I think. Slowly but surely we'll do it. <laughs> so let's just jump into the episode, shall we? So the first scene we have is with Taeyong and Suji. They're at a carnival together. It seems like Suji... Amusement park. I think it's a carnival. Sure. I was getting amusement park vibes. Here's here's the thing. I've actually been where they're at. Oh, so I'm full of shit. Okay. Well, it's not a carnival or an amusement park. It's actually a boardwalk. Oh. Near like some kind of cliff side water feature. Uh, I'll go into it later, but I think okay. that I'm pretty sure that's where they are because I recognize the pillars in the back that's like leads up to a monorail. And actually, I do remember there being like an arcade there which is where i think they are uh, when they're doing all those games now that you've mentioned it's a boardwalk i think i'm more inclined to agree with you because my experience with american boardwalks there are bumper cars there there are arcade games um right and i guess it's 
I just, I think I assumed it was an amusement park because they wore the silly hairband accessories. Honestly, I think that they were, they could have gone either way. Uh, we didn't watch the previous episode, so we don't know if they're an amusement park or a carnival. But it doesn't really matter in this case anyways. Mm-hmm. They're at some kind of attraction, whether it be a carnival or an amusement park. And honestly, their outfits in this scene are pretty dope. I do mm-hmm. like the outfits. She was wearing this yellow collared shirt and bare bobbers. The only thing I don't really like is her sequined purse. It's kind of like a teal, and sequins are... are it looked like a five-year-old's tacky. purse. Yeah. Sequences are tacky. It looked really bad. Taeyong was wearing this like navy plaid that looked really good on him uh, with a tie and some tiger bobbers. Very good outfits for a date on this boardwalk. Suji seemed to have won some kind of bet, and she gets to have one wish. In her head, it seems like... She's wishing that he doesn't move. Instead, she asks him for his entire slam dunk collection, which is a manga, I believe. He becomes kind of like a sore loser and wants to play a punching game. Ryan, are we just gonna gloss over the fact that he grabs her shirt? He does. (laughs) Like he, so he's all like, you cheated. You were in the military, weren't you? And then he very forcefully takes one hand, grabs the collar of her shirt in that threatening way, like, oh, I'm about to beat you up. But like a little bit more playful than that. But that's like the kind of gesture you would make when you're about to, when you have someone thrown up against the wall and like you have like a, like your right arm to their like collarbone area. And I'm like, first of all, you're going to stretch the fabric of her shirt. (laughs) Second of all, this is the bad look. It's problematic at the very least and high key a red flag. And we're just gonna gloss over this like nothing excuses that behavior winning doesn't motivate or excuse that action apparently i was gonna gloss over it because i don't have anything like that in my notes and i don't remember that happening at all i'm posting this on twitter okay (sighs) i mean you can still talk about it if you want but i have nothing to contribute no it, it, it was just that it was like a 30 second thing and then like he lets go because he's not gonna hit her they're not gonna have a main character hit a girl and then she does that like wistful scene where he walks off wants to play the punching game and she's all like in her monologue like don't go Taeyang, don't go i'm like really after he just pulled that stunt with you he can leave he should leave also i don't like the fact that she attributes her self-love to Taeyong. I think that self-love is fake. Because, well, yeah, like, the second, the second someone says, like, oh, you're chubby, they weren't referring to her. They're referring to the dog. But she was standing in close proximity, so she mixed that up. And then she's all like, oh, my God, I gained weight. What? Where? What? Like, she just, she starts panicking. So that self-love is fake. It's just the happiness that comes, I think, in the buddingness like it's the honeymoon phase like of a romance except they're not actually together yet so it's fake yeah i agree it's not believable and i don't like it yeah she also beats him at the punching game so (laughs) sucks to by like 200 points i feel like but yeah about 200 points honestly i don't know how that game calculates points out though so i can't really uh are you supposed to hit the machine like that because they do like a baseball bat like, they use two hands to hit the machine, and I'm so used to more of a punching bag, like just one arm punch. You can do, you can hit it however you want, as long as you get the number, I guess. No, but like, to me, like, hitting the meter, I guess, with two fists, with two hands, 
just seems awkward. I get that maybe you're trying to borrow strength from your second arm. I just want to know if it's normal. I, I've only seen punching games work one way, I guess. I think it's normal, but it might just be a cultural thing. That is a good point. Yeah. So this is, when it was the punching bag scene, I definitely recognized the background area by the place that mm-hmm. I've been before. So that's why I made that note earlier. I do think that I was there that one time I was in Korea. <laughs> so That's really cool. Like, did you go because you knew it was a popular, like, film location? Or is, did you go because it's a popular tourist attraction? Like, why did your family go there? It's a tourist attraction. So we were just seeing what's up. Okay, what about that tourist attraction? I guess sets it apart from other boardwalks in Korea. I mean, it's not really a boardwalk. I don't think there was a beach. It was really overlooking some kind of cliffside. Oh. And it was very windy, which I liked. You have weird tastes. You know I like windy areas. I loved the breezeway at UMBC. This I, this is not a thing that I know. That was my favorite place on campus when it was fall. This is a useless thing to know, okay? I'd much rather know what your favorite cake is, except you don't have a favorite cake. That's true. Although I do know what kind of cake I want at my funeral. What cake is that? Are you gonna, is it going to be like a funnel cake or something? No. It's going to be a Black Forest cherry cake from UMBC's D-Hall. Why? Because it's just disappointing enough and just good enough for it to be passable at a funeral. Alright, the next scene that we have is the grandmother, Chomi, gets off the train. It looks like she was sick and someone is there to pick her up. And then randomly a guy comes out and I guess they're a couple. She really just refers to him as someone she's interested in. So that was weird. Don't like that. I I think it's to imply that the guy she liked previously or her dating history as a whole has been problematic. So this is supposed to be like, I'm dating someone nice. I'm dating someone good. Or at least I'm interested in this nice, good guy. Honestly, I had no clue who he was and had no attachment to him. So I can't make that kind of judgment. He's supposed to be... Okay, so you remember we were watching Coffee Prince and, like, the Japanese guy liked the backup girl, like, the waffle girl? Kinda, yeah. So I think that's just him in this case. A last-minute cameo, or maybe not even a cameo, but, like, a side actor who's supposed to be like, hey, I... It's just representation that she's moving past her history or moving on, I guess. Because I have a theory, but that's for later. Okay, I'm interested to hear. Yeah. But Chomi pretty much says that before she goes home, she has to see someone. And they go to jail. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, honestly, I don't remember. I think his name was... I have two names. Oh, okay. It's it's two names. So... I was about to say he has two names. Jusong or Chansu is the name of the person that they're seeing. They used it interchangeably, so I don't know which one he prefers. But I think he tricked people in in the building. He ran away when the grandmother was injured. But he definitely cares about the grandmother, and he was, like, crying in this scene. Although he does deliver some very curt answers. Jomi's very happy that he's talking to his parents again, and she urges him to accept whatever judgment the judge is going to give for the court. And that's pretty much the end of that scene. The next scene, we cut into the government office. Sang-hu is talking on the phone with one of his friends. The fact that he actually has friends means that he had some character growth that's very easy to define from the first episode to the last episode. Taeyong wants to stop by the office to apologize, so I think Sangwoo thinks it's something related to Suji, 
but Taehyung actually got a new job in Seoul, so he's trying to say goodbye to all of his clients. I think he was also partly apologizing for Suji because he says, I won't get in the middle, like I won't get in between you guys anymore. He was causing friction or tension in their relationship, so he was also partially apologizing for that because then the government building dude, like, I'm still mad at you, I'll reach out to you when I can handle it, like when I'm okay again. Yeah, I think, yeah, that was a byproduct of what he was doing to visit all his clients. He just happened to have a chance to talk to him finally. Mm. Which was nice. It's nice to see that Sangwoo has gotten some new friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. So I did appreciate that. He did have a sailor's mouth. Did he? I didn't even notice he was swearing. He swore like every sentence when he was talking oh, to his friends. Oh yeah, when he was kicking out his friends. Yeah. Not to um, Taeyong, but to his friends. Well, I don't associate Taeyong as a friend anymore since... At least their friendship has a lot, a lot of tension. So he was more swearing to his non-Taeyong friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it seems like they were good friends before, but Suchi came between the two characters, obviously, because it's a love triangle. And Sangwoo is... I think he tries to tell Taeyong that they broke up. Suchi and Sangwoo broke up. He also doesn't, because in his own narration, in his inner monologue, he's all like, oh, you don't know? It's not my place to tell you. And then 30 minutes in the drama, not in real life or in their time, he's like, oh, we broke up. I think because he realized that Suji wasn't going to tell him, so she, he needed to take that initiative. I just think that's such a bad move on her part, not on his part, because I think it's his relationship, so he can announce whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. But the fact that she doesn't to Taeyong when they're friends and she likes him, I'm like, why, why won't you? Yeah, I think that's a bad move on her part. That's why I don't like this couple. We'll, we'll get to it um, later on in the drama because it, it happens quite often where she's making a, a stupid mistake and she should just say something, but she never does. Yeah. Just in this episode alone. <laughs> yep. So uh, we cut back to the next scene. It looks like Taeyong's friend, Teksu, is going to move into Taeyong's old apartment. The landlady pretty much tries to lay down the law and says that he isn't allowed to pee in the hallway again. But Teksu flips the table on her. Flips the table? Flips the card? Turn, turns the table. Yeah, she turns the table <laughs> on her by saying that she's basically breaking the law by entering in the apartments without permission from the tenant and having some kind of thing on the roof. I forgot exactly what it was on the roof, but something on the roof. Suji <laughs> looks up and sees Chomi right behind Teksu. And she enthusiastically goes to greet her, which Teksu thinks it's for him, but no one's really excited to see him ever. I don't blame anyone. I don't either. He's kind of scummy. He is scummy. So I'm like, why is Taeyong friends with him? They're childhood friends. I don't know. I don't care. I just wish his impeccable taste in food applied to people. (laughs) Yeah, but that wouldn't be as interesting, I don't think. To watch anyways. I'd rather see the food, if I'm being quite honest. Okay. So Taeyong comes up right behind Chomi, and they all suggest doing a rooftop dinner to celebrate Chomi coming back, Taeyong leaving, and Teksu entering the building as well, which is kind of an afterthought. And then at the rooftop, there are a few scenes on the rooftop. First, the landlady makes tenjang jjigae, which is soybean paste stew, and Chomi tastes it, and she's like, oh, it tastes like my soybean paste. 
Did you take my soybean paste when I left as the implication? And she looks guilty, so I think it's confirmed that she does. Or at least it's implied. It's heavily implied that she does, yeah. Suji made rice, which initially Chomi was like praising her for, but then when she tasted it, she said that she should have cooked it in longer because the rice wasn't sticky. And I mean, that's, that's pretty fair. If you're going to have rice, that kind of rice, it should be sticky rice. Just saying. I'm Asian. Rice is rice, okay? Okay, those two things are not synonymous with each other. I feel like a lot of Asian people have a very specific preference and consistency with rice. I guess that's true. Like, I know, I think a lot of my Filipino friends prefer basmati, but then I guess just Koreans that prefer sticky rice. I think Koreans, Chinese, and Japanese that prefer sticky rice over it. Yeah, I, I definitely prefer sticky rice, so when it's not sticky enough, it makes me irrationally upset. Really? I ju- you like curry, though. I feel like depending on the region of which you consume curry, you're not always going to get sticky rice. That's true. And I mean, typically, I'd like sticky rice, is what I'm trying to say. It depends on like what I'm eating it with, but if it's default, I'm always going to try and get sticky rice. Okay, that's a fair statement. Mm -hmm. Teksu is scolded for only bringing newspapers that he stole from Suji's apartment, first of all. Yeah. (laughs) I was kind of shook. He was like, I brought the newspapers, and Suji was like, those aren't my newspapers. I was going to read those later. (laughs) I wasn't shook, just because I knew personality-wise he's scummy. He's never going to have a redeeming moment for me. Fair enough. Taeyong seemingly offends Teksu by going, you only brought newspapers? What the heck, dude? And then he does newspapers, and they do the, the zooming in on him when Taeyong talks about food. And basically, he goes on a tangent on why newspaper is important when cooking samgyeopsal, which is like fried pork. It's easy to clean up, absorbs odors. It's probably no hassle cleanup, if I'm being quite honest. Everything he's saying is true, but it's not really essential you know what I mean? It's not essential, but they were just, I think, highlighting the similarness that he has to Taeyong because it's a very Taeyong moment. Like, it's a very luxury thing that Taeyong does. It's like, oh, this is why they're friends. Or they're friends because they're similar. Like, they both have this similar intensity between the two. Which makes me wonder, did all these characters think that they were friends, like, spontaneously with no meaning? What do you mean? I mean, why do they have to justify their friendship? I don't think it was... Okay, maybe it was justifying. I feel like that's what they were doing. <laughs> I can I can definitely see it that way. I mean, without any um, context to the previous episodes, that's all we have. And that's, I mean, that's the only way we can see it. I'm sure all the women in the apartments were like, why is he friends with him? Like, what's the... What does he bring to the table? And then when they show <laughs> this scene, they're like, oh, okay, I get it, kind of. Yeah. But again, I'd probably have to watch the rest of this season in order to truly see if that's right which you're going to partially do i mean it's only food scenes but you're still re- you're watching the whole season <laughs> true 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 all right so oh you know what you can do you can mark his presence for all the food scenes he's in oh i was going to yeah oh i wasn't but well he I'm... just annoys me so much I, it's like a key honestly i am kind of like those ajumas and and the women in the building i'm like why is he why is he there <laughs> i need to know i think the worst scene or the worst thing he does is later on the drama, but he consistently pees in the hallway and blocks his neighbor's door. Or I guess maybe he's not always peeing, the dog is peeing and he gets blamed for it, but like, such a gross habit to keep. Yeah, I don't like that at all. The fact that it seemingly happens multiple times, every night according to Suji later on in the drama, it's not good. 
I think they should get him help for his alcoholism, cause is isn't that what it would be like passing out? Like not even in your own hallway, but your building's hallway, like on the stairwell. You'd have to realize, oh, maybe I have a drinking problem. Just a little bit. <laughs> but everyone's like super chill. Like, oh, I won't report it, cause that's just you know same old same old. Just promise me you won't do it. But that's just like an empty promise. Yeah, pretty much. That's just sad. It is He's sad. married too. Like, what the heck? So that's another question I had. Is he married? Because he definitely moves into that apartment alone. So I think they're doing a long distance relationship. Like, I think her job is in a different city. His is there. And that's why they're never shown together. Or maybe they are separated, but we don't get to see that unfurl. Interesting. Okay. I can accept that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Now, we get to the first food scene of this episode. There are two food scenes in this episode. This was the good one. <laughs> really? Yes, I have some qualms about... We'll talk about it. Okay. So they start grilling meat, kimchi, mushrooms, onions, garlic. My god, this was like the first scene that made me wish that I could eat pork in a long, long time. I haven't... If you guys don't know, I'm like kind of allergic to beef and pork, so... It's the weirdest allergy ever. It's very strange. <laughs> and seeing this episode made me really want it, but yeah. The only thing I was truly envious about their setup is that they had a rooftop garden. So every time they wanted to like replenish the vegetables, they would just walk five steps because they're eating on the rooftop, eating on the rooftop garden, pluck the veggies, and then right go back to eating. Like that's gotta be the freshest produce ever that they could consume on the spot. I'm all like, I want that. Because <laughs> I have like some gipsal cooked at home all the time. But like with the fresh veggies, I'm like, I want that. Damn, brag about it more, why don't you? Get over your beef intolerance and then you can join me. Yeah, they start cooking the food. The oil bubbling on the meat looks so good. And... Honestly, like sometimes the way that they eat is a little bit distracting because they they over they tend to over exaggerate a lot of the features mm-hmm. when they're eating. But this time I was like, yes, please chew, <laughs> <laughs> chew more. And it just made me so hungry. And I really wanted pork after watching it, but I ended up watching this scene at like twelve at midnight, and I was like, I can't eat mm-hmm. right now, so I need to <laughs> I need to go to sleep and dream of it <laughs> instead. Yeah, the flavor combinations that they try to make also accent the foods in different ways. I, I don't know if you noticed this as well, but... Um, I noticed that they tried to feed the harmony different combos. Yeah, so... Uh, I forget who did which one, but I've only ever had it that way, and I didn't know about the second option, or I never really tried the second option. Okay, well, I got you, girl, because I noted down okay. what they do. <laughs> I expect nothing less. Taeyong, what he does is he gets a piece of lettuce... One leaf of perilla. Um, he puts some kimchi down and some samgyeopsal, and that's what he uses to feed to chomi. Suji is more of a traditionalist, and she eats it with only the kimchi and the rice, and she calls it. Oh, like a I triad. take that back. I I don't do either. I do lettuce, rice, the the samgyeopsal, and then sometimes like a little bit of tengjang or mm. the sesame seed oil dip, and then Tengjang I wrap it and eat it. Yeah, but yeah, she. <sighs> My mouth is watering just talking about this. <laughs> Perilla leaves are like normally really strong, but I think the samgyeopsal really mellows it out, so it's a good balance. 
So I like mm-hmm. Taeyang's way of eating it, but I also like Suji's way of eating it too because it's very like traditional, basic way to eat it. So it accents the flavors in a different way. I didn't think it was traditional because I'm so accustomed to eating it with the lettuce, eating it with the lettuce wrap. That I was shocked that she did it without the lettuce. I say quote unquote traditional to be honest because it, it doesn't seem okay. really traditional to me. <laughs> Like, whenever you share your food, I guess, at a Korean barbecue, you don't share it, like, on your spoon. You share it in a lettuce wrap. Like, you make a lettuce wrap for your friend, your parent, you know, uh, your boyfriend, girlfriend. And then you give it to them. Either, like, you hand it to them or you put it straight into their mouth. Right. And then sometimes my family had the competition to make the biggest, like, lettuce wrap just so the person who had to eat it had, like, chipmunk cheeks. That's really cute. It was cute. kind of a choking hazard sometimes. <laughs> That's really cute, though. I like that. No yeah. one in my family did that. <laughs> I think we were just obsessed with the chipmunk cheeks that you get from with the big lettuce wrap. It does make you look pretty ridiculous. And then, like, if you can't even, like, close your mouth to eat it, that's the real winner. That's the, you know, <laughs> best lettuce wrap. Interesting. I do like that a lot. So that's pretty much the end of this food scene. Thank goodness, because I'm, like, drooling, kind of. <laughs> Uh, and I then guess the kid, good thing the next one sucks, so you won't drool over it. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I might still drool. I'm kind of hungry, which is weird because I ate a lot for dinner. Yeah, so at the end of this scene, this food scene, the landlady's kid starts dancing for the nuna that picked up the grandma on the station. Mm-hmm. It's honestly a bit cringe, but it can't. It, it really isn't any worse than any TikTok dances that I've seen, so passable in my eyes. I think it's disturbing seeing the little boy with the hip thrust, like the Michael Jackson hip thrust. I was gonna say, if you want to get the Nuna like a name or identifier for the Wikipedia page, I think she's the beauty blogger. Yeah, I think so as well, but I don't really care about her, so I'm really only gonna talk... I'm really Uh, only going to refer to her as that, or... I think she's stunning, so I think that's why I tried to look her up. I think she's also Suji's sister. I, uh, what? She's related? Later on in the drama, they're seen together, living together. They're roommates. Yeah, but they also mentioned some familial issues, which caused her to live in that apartment. I'm gonna look this up. Um, you keep talking, though. I can't confirm, though. I'm pretty sure it is, though. I'm, I'm just gonna see what I can find through the Wikipedia page. There's nothing. Well, they have this, like, same last name. That could, like, tie in better to your theories on being sisters. They don't have the same last name. Then they're not sisters. They could still I be sisters. I think they're just, like... I think they're maybe like childhood friends or grew up in the same area, like high school friends, college friends, whatever. And then life events happen for them to be roommates. Maybe. Honestly, it's not too important. That's true. So yeah, he dances, cringy. The hip thrusts were the most cringy part. It's kind of worse that all the adults are like okay with it and like they encourage and make fun of him at the same time. Yeah, it's a little weird. Flashbacks, flashbacks to family reunions. I do like the mom saying, oh my god, why is he dancing? He should be studying. And I'm like, sis, same. (laughs) (laughs) When dancing life is too hard or too, too strong. (laughs) The scene ends with slow motion claps. Yeah. It's pretty weird. I don't like that. That's the way they ended the scene. And they cut to the Tae of Taeyong's departure. Taeksu comes by to say bye. And Taeyong... (laughs) Asks him to take care of the women in the building, especially Suji. Why is he asking Teksu to take care of the women in the building when he can't even get into his own apartment at night? He's the only man of the building and he used to be a police officer. Like, I understand why, 
but also okay. he knows who he is now. So that's fair. I don't think that he should be trusting him. It's a very, I mean, it could be empty words to be said, but I think it's like a very Korean thing to do. You're the man of the building, whatever, like protect the women. Yeah, I don't like that. Okay, well, go talk to Korea, all of Korea, and tell them to stop. Well, I just don't like the fact that Taeyong knows what kind of person Taek is, and he's still saying this type of shit. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I feel like if I had a friend who I really trusted, or if I had a really good friend, but I knew he was, like, kind of shitty, I wouldn't be asking them to do this for me. Or even yeah. saying this. I'd just say, good luck living here, you know? <laughs> Have fun, but not too much fun, and stop drinking. I think it's, again, less about the friend being shitty and more about trying to highlight Taeyong being responsible, being the good guy. That's true. He's like, oh, even after he's leaving, he's still concerned about like the women who live here. Even though he's only here for six months, he's so attached and concerned that he's trying to leave behind a bodyguard, maybe. I guess. I don't know about that one. <laughs> that one. Okay. Taeyong is leaving and he gifts Suji all of the manga as per their bet at the carnival or amusement park, boardwalk, whichever you prefer. And then everyone goes down to say goodbye to Taeyong. As he's leaving, it looks like Suji wants to say something to him and she ends up running after him but not catching up. And there are a few flashbacks between uh, her and her relationship with Taeyong. I think it catalogs their relationship so far, starting with their agreement to get Sangwoo to fall in love with her. Are you sure it's fall in love with her or to get married? I would assume that those things would be synonymous. I think when you're not already in a relationship, it's a bold claim to say, help me marry him. Whereas it's not a bold claim to be all like, hey, help me fall in love with him or get together with him. Because marriage is like eternal commitment. Whereas like, I want him to have feelings. It does look like she wants him to have, she wants to marry him. So I think that was the best. Yeah, no, they literally said the word marriage. And I'm all like, girl, you're, it's not even like you're together or like, yeah, like you're not even together for seven years. And you're like, man, why hasn't he gotten ring shop? Like, why hasn't he gone ring shopping? Why haven't we like talked about the next step? To be fair, I think that she was saying that in jest because she didn't think it was going to happen. And she was saying, we can be friends if you get Daeyang to, or sorry, <laughs> we can be friends if you get Sangwoo to marry me. And I think she was just frustrated with him trying to be friends with her. I agree with you. I think she tried to make an impossible wish and that would have been like, this dude needs to marry me. That's her impossible wish. Mm -hmm. I just, why is this like a memory or a flashback, I guess? Because it's not particularly endearing. Like I get it. It starts their camaraderie or like their partnership. I'm pretty sure that's just it. It just starts their their relationship together. Okay. I, I logically understand that. I just emotionally, I have so many problems with it. I mean, yeah, this is like, that defines most Korean dramas, girl. Okay, but I like this one so much. So I just want more things to be you perfect. You do? Or at least to be better. What? Oh my gosh, okay. I do. What's wrong with saying that I like this drama? You like this drama. I, I, okay, we'll talk about it. We'll talk okay. about it. <laughs> When the flashbacks were first happening, I didn't know that there'd be more because I did a couple flashbacks and then a different scene, a couple flashbacks, different scene. So when I saw the first flashback montage, it seemed like Suji had all like the nice memories, I guess. Like he had brought an umbrella when it was raining and it seemed like Taeyang's only memory of her 
was him teaching her how to ride a bike and then treating her like a dog. I'm like, really? That's your favorite memory of her? Of like your relationship or your time spent together? I'm like, how demeaning. And then I realized there was more memories and it was just... (laughs) Like, I was impatient, so I just made that snap judgment. Like, how dare you? Shoulda waited. Shoulda waited. Yeah, I had to scratch that out because I wrote it in pen. <laughs> nice. Yeah, the Dayoung has flashbacks as well. It's just the, I think the flashbacks are just showing their growing fondness for each other. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the scene was kind of annoying to me because when it cut back to Taehyung in the present when he was driving, they must have filmed this, like, in the car, like, car cam. Because mm-hmm. it's so shaky, and I'm like, I can't oh. really read his face because it's shaking too much. He need They need to, like, they either needed to just do this in, like, a, a steady car with green screen in the back, or, like, put it on the back of a truck where it would be a little more stable. Mm. So, honestly... I didn't even notice. Yeah, it took me out of it for a little bit, and I think that's just me being picky. It is. It definitely is. <laughs> so, that's that's the end of that scene. Taeyang is going back to Seoul, Suji's still in Sejong, and Suji is back at the apartment reading the manga, and she realizes she doesn't have volume 7. Then her roommate, who I think is her sister, don't really know. They seem like sisters. Not her sister. I feel like they seem too much like sisters. <laughs> they eat I a... think they can be close friends. <laughs> they eat a meal together, and then she takes off all of her clothes, and this is a very strange scene for me, because I was like, why? Why? I was actually confused because Suji seems horrified by her naked roommate, except I didn't think she would be uncomfortable because every time I went to like a Korean spot, like a chimjolbang, anything where you would have to change in a locker room, the women in Korea like aren't modest in a locker room. Like everyone's butt-ass naked and no one's like trying to like change super super quickly to like I'm indecent ah," or like get behind a towel or go to like a separate room or a stall everyone's chill and relaxed and because it's very much we're women what is there to be ashamed of like we all the same bits and parts it was I felt uncomfortable I think more based on my American upbringing but Koreans just seem very very chill with nudity with your own gender. My refutation to that is that she obviously has body issues, first of all. Oh. And then second yeah, of all, point. what you're saying, like a chimchibang, mm-hmm. that's a place where people specifically go and they know that what they're getting into, like undressing, being kind of naked and free, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. I think Suji didn't expect that in her home because she doesn't see it like that kind of situation. She never sees her home as that kind of free, quote unquote, space, you know? Okay. I can see it that way. Yeah, so that that's what my interpretation was. Like, she was uncomfortable for those reasons. Not because, you know, it, it, I think, yeah, you're right. There, there are places where people go, where they know what they're getting into, people are naked, and that's just part of the culture. And I don't think that she was expecting it in her own home. That's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. Regardless, it made me uncomfortable. It made Suji uncomfortable. You said it made you uncomfortable. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I mean, it was funny, but I was just like, why? Why is this scene here? And I thought it maybe come back, but no. It's just a funny one-off. And I was like, okay, interesting. You know what bothered me? I thought the missing comic book would come back. Because I'm like, what's possibly the point of like mentioning it? Oh yeah, like he kept the seventh novel because it was the best one. That's what my what I thought. 
so when they made the bet and she asked for his prize comic book collection, he already told her, I'm missing the seventh one. So I knew that when he gave it to her or that she didn't find it, that would be a thing. But I thought it because maybe someone stole it or maybe it was hidden like underneath like a bookshelf or like you said, maybe he did keep it. Maybe he lied about it so he could have a reason to like come back, visit her and give it. But it, 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 they just dropped it. It just never comes back up again. I mean, sometimes a loose thread is just a loose thread. But when you have like limited time to tell a story, I think you'd want as few loose threads as you can possibly have. Fair enough. And yeah, I agree with you to an extent. The next scene we get, Taeyong is driving in Seoul and he notices all the places where he can eat as a single person. And now he is living in a place that twice as small for twice the rent he was paying in Sejong. And I mean... It's Seoul, so that's not unexpected. Yeah. It's just the show that I think I miss Sejong. Yeah, yeah, I'll agree with that. I think that apartment scene was kind of like that. I don't know about the driving around scene. Yes, to the apartment scene. I don't know what... Uh, I think also to the Seoul single food scene, because every time he's been eating in Sejong, it was always with somebody. I'm just making the assumption, just based on the juxtaposition or like how they decided to shoot it. Mm-hmm. that oh when i'm in seoul i guess i have to eat alone that's the culture people are more solitary whereas in sejong there's more friendliness more familiarity i don't think he's ever had to eat alone or it's been a while since he's ate alone yeah that's fair yeah we get two short scenes that are kind of strange i don't really like them because i think they could be cut out and everything would stay the same one of them ties into my theory okay first i won't scene... tell you which one okay the first one we get is with Chomi and the landlady. They're dancing around, kind of hanging out, gal pals forever, you know, not lesbians at all. <laughs> um, the landlady gets a call from her husband and she kind of ignores it. That's the end of that scene. They end up saying that they're going to go take dancing lessons together or something. I don't know. It's cute, I think. It's very cute. Was that cute. with her husband? It was, it was her husband that, that called her. Yeah, because yeah. I don't think we've ever seen him. I don't know if he's in the drama later on, but I don't think we've ever seen I him. I think he comes up in one episode, but that's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah, and then the next scene is Teksu drunkenly calling for a taxi. And then we cut yes. to Suji, <laughs> who has a note on her monitor saying that she will write her novel, I think, by the end of the year. But instead of writing, she is checking the Shiksha blog that Taeyong manages. <laughs> And then, I was surprised, or I guess happy, to see that he's running it again. So maybe the lawsuit went away, because you know that he he shut it down. So it's nice to see that it's up and running. That's true. I I do like that aspect of it. I did did like it. Yeah, she is keeping track on the blog. He hasn't made one. He hasn't made a post in a while. And then she starts watching TV. There's a food show. The screen is blurred because I guess Netflix didn't have the right to that show. Hmm. Well, I was watching it on Netflix, so probably. Netflix didn't have the rights to it. I'm sure that it wasn't blurred in the original. And Taeyong is watching the same show and says that he should go and write a new entry for his blog with that restaurant. It's, it's the Mexican restaurant that comes up later. Uh, next thing we get, Sangwoo is waking up in bed with another man. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It looks like these men are his co-workers. So there's a total of four men in his apartment, one in his bed, and three in... Half naked. Half naked. They were cuddling, too. Oh, yeah. Sangwoo was definitely rubbing his back. Yeah. Skin on skin action. <laughs> 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 there are three other men in the living room, passed out. I think they're all co-workers, pretty much. 
I think so too. In the scenes where you can closely see Sangwoo, I noticed this because I'm such a nerd. You can tell he's wearing contact lenses. <laughs> and I'm like, you shouldn't be sleeping with your contact lenses. But it's a drama, so. <laughs> Ryan used to work at an optometrist office, so he knows what he's saying. It was just so noticeable. It's so obvious that he was wearing contact lenses. I would never have guessed, ever. <laughs> I mean, that's. I don't think it's something that someone would normally look for. Yeah, you're a weirdo. Yep, pretty much. So he looks at this... Sangwoo, like, picks up milk and looks at it fondly. And that's the end of that scene. <laughs> I think he's just happy to, like, have friends over that he can kick out. Oh, okay. I thought that something it's happened very... with the milk. I don't know about that. I think it's more like having a private chuckle to himself. And it just happens to be around milk. <laughs> that's fair, I guess. Suji is walking out of her apartment to go meet with a friend. It's the next morning. Teksu is blocking the apartment door because he spent the night outside their door. And it looks like he peed outside their door, but it flashes to the night before and the dog is the one who peed near his crotch. Yeah, I don't know if that's better though. Him sleeping in his own piss or him sleeping in dog piss. It's definitely worse. It's worse, Allison. (laughs) But it makes it seem like... It's better through the film lens because at least I have the control over my own urinary tract is the implication I was getting. Really? Because the implication I was getting was that he's a filthy, filthy person. He is a filthy, filthy person. The other interpretation you can also take is that the dog was punishing him in a way, like the universe was punishing him. So he will always be known as the guy who pees in the hallway when really it's the dog that pees in the hallway. He just gets blamed for it. Honestly, I kind of like that interpretation. <laughs> I think that's that's a pretty good one. Okay. So I'm going to go with that. The friend that Suchi is meeting is the one from the government op- office that she was working with, Sangwoo. Did that make sense? I feel like that did make sense. Yes. Okay. The former co-workers, is that a good word to use? I guess so, yeah. Or the, the lady from the first episode who had the government meeting when Allison didn't understand what freelancing was. Yes, pretty much. So she's showing Suji some guys and says that she's going to go on a blind date. And she also suggests that they go out for massages, coffee, meet up more. But the real reason that she asked Suji to come out was to offer her a part-time job. And the job is ghostwriting the president of some company's autobiography. Mm-hmm. And throughout this, she's like screaming at her being like, people break up all the time. Because she's like, you're not doing anything. People break up. Stop being sad. And she's screaming really loud. And she's also screaming about her own divorce too. So it's, it's a very uncomfortable situation that she put herself in. I didn't even notice she was yelling. It just sounded more like, I want you to go back out there, girl, kind of vibe. Rather than chastising her. Because she doesn't seem sad about the breakup. She seems maybe awkward. But she doesn't seem sad. She's definitely not sad. And I think it's because she knows why she broke up with him. Ooh, good point. But that's pretty much the end of that scene for now. The landlady is screening for new tenants in the villa. She basically like screams at this couple. She's like, where are your references? I need your passport and your like seven different references or something like that. Something <laughs> ridiculous. And then the couple is like, oh my God, she's crazy. We need to leave. And Tomi is like, you're not going to get any tenants being like that. But the landlady is like, I have to be like this because do you remember what happened last time I had someone come in without checking? I guess she's referencing Chansu. 
I think so too. Yeah. So Teksu comes in and they play Go Stop. Is that what it is? Yes, it's Go Stop. And the loser has to buy Jajangyeon. That's the end of that scene. <laughs> These scenes are very short. And that one in particular, I was like, that, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care about that scene. Again, I don't think there's just a lot of plot. So I think these are just filler moments. True. Uh, the next scene that we get is Sangwoo driving to Seoul. He spots Suji on a bus heading to Seoul as well. And she's eating something clandestinely while reading a book. And I think it's because she doesn't want to see, she doesn't want people to see her eat. I think so. Because he's laughing at her. And I'm like, what's so funny? So I think he's chuckling at seeing her so carefree. Like maybe eating was a struggle that they had with their relationship. Like she didn't want to eat around him. So he was surprised, I guess, to see her eating on a public transit. To be fair, she was trying to cover it up with a book. But I was just so confused. Like how is this possibly funny? I think maybe it's the fact that when Taeyang was first setting them up, this is just a this is a mini theory. When Tang was setting mm-hmm. them up, he was like, "Oh, she really likes eating. Like you should go out to a restaurant and eat together." But when they got there, Suji would refuse to eat. And... That sounds so spot on. <laughs> and then Sangwoo was like, "Oh, I thought you really liked eating. Like this is something that we could do together." And she just refused to eat around him because she doesn't want to be seen as unattractive, which is stupid. Mm-hmm. But that's my theory, and I think it's right. <laughs> no, I think you're right too. That's really upsetting. That you're right? No, that's awesome for you. No, it's upsetting for her. Oh, yeah, she's a problematic person. Oh, yeah. When Suji gets to Seoul, she does the interview, and it looks like she got the job and payment up front for the job. So she gets really excited and calls up Taeyong to see if she wants to go to that Mexican restaurant with her. But she ends up not telling him that she's in Seoul because Taeyong seems quote-unquote busy. Taeyong goes on his lunch break and goes to that same Mexican restaurant alone and orders nachos quesadilla tortilla soup tacos and a corona rita that's a lot of food for one person and i feel like they're all similar like it's cheesy crispy kind of food so i was judging him on his choices but i also recognize that those are like i guess the classic options or the most notable options i think of mexican cuisine or Tex-Mex cuisine, I guess. I don't know if they're all legit Mexican food. That's true. Also, at some point, there's a burrito, but he never ordered a burrito. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. It also looked fried somehow, so it looked like a chimichanga. I don't know. It was very interesting, to the, at the very least. But before It didn't he, look good. It did not look good. <laughs> Sorry, none of the food looked good, if I'm being quite honest. Before he comes into, or before we get into his eating scene... Suji actually comes to the restaurant. She gets lost at first, but she finds it and walks into the restaurant. And she looks on the wall, and there's an autograph from Yoon Tujun, who plays Ko Taeyang. The character. <laughs> Wait, what? Ko Gu Taeyang. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I was watching the scene, and I, and I saw that it was from Beast, his band, I'm like, I only know this because of Ryan. So if you didn't tell me that, like, fact, that reference would have flown over my head. No, I was laughing so hard. I was like, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a hot picking second. Yeah, it's him. He signed the wall. So I guess this must be a real restaurant. And they must have just set it up like that. I do think it's a real restaurant. 
I think almost all the restaurants they go to are real restaurants. Because I think it's a lot more money to build a fake restaurant and a fake menu. True, true. They must have spent a lot of money on the food budget. I think they were prepared after Let's Eat One. Like they had a reasonable budget or knew the cost beforehand. Because not a lot of the other actors in the series seem like expensive actors like it's just him and i think the food budget that might be the biggest expenditure for the production team that's fair yeah i'll agree with that i want to say that i really really like this food scene because it's okay i don't like the food but i like how they did it where like they missed each other kind of a thing okay yeah she chose the table that taeyang sat at she ordered the same food taeyang did and so when they did the food scene it kind of looked like that they were sitting across from each other eating the same food. And they even, like, shared the drink, I think, or passed on the drink. Like, it was a very cute scene, even if I didn't like the food that was being filmed. Because classically, food scenes, the food is very, very delicious and everyone's already present. So this is like, now that we're apart, how we're going to do food scenes, it would be with this setting. That they both crave the same cuisine, had the same choices... That's very, very cute romantic angle. Yeah, I'll agree with you. I do think that the effect was nice, but when I'm looking at a food scene, I focus on the food. <laughs> yeah, the technical aspects, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, I do think I do like the mirroring effect, but the food just looks so unappetizing. And my theory is because Mexican food is really hard to make look appealing. I like appealing disagree. Because it's just I so disagree. messy. And you can tell that the actors were trying really hard not to make it messy. But I feel mm-hmm. like, just go for it. If it's Mexican food, burritos, tacos, just, just go for it. I'm with you. When you're confronted with a hard-to-eat food, lean in, you know? Let the food spill. Wipe your face, whatever. Don't try to eat it prettily with, like, forks or spoons or not. They didn't use that, of course. Uh, they were using their hands. But I, I agree with your point. But they were still doing it pretty daintily. Yeah. They were still trying to be dainty when you shouldn't. It's like, you don't need to. It's finger food for the most part. Be messy. Yeah, I think there is a way you can make Mexican food look appealing, but I don't think they did that in this case. Because when I disagreed with you at first, I, I think tacos are just so visually appealing. You know, they've got different colors going on and it's like, you can put them on like sliders so they can like stand upright. Like, I think there's a lot they can do, but the establishment of the restaurant i don't know what their experience is with mexican cuisine so i think that's why it looked unappealing for us where we have more mexican cuisine or influence i would say faux mexican (laughs) i would say we are tex-mex here yeah but like the fact that we can find tacos pretty easily and that they can't i think is kind of my point i'm trying to make fair enough fair enough the tortilla soup looked disgusting. That was just, who TF eats that? It looked like bad fondue soup. Yeah, it looked like like wonton soup gone bad. <laughs> like someone just put too much. Someone decided they wanted hot sauce in their wonton soup. It looked like coagulated and like chunky, like almost like artichoke dip soup with cheese. Yeah, it was gross. Like it was disgusting. Yeah. And even when they're doing a mirror effect, also, they have a disagreement on how food should be eaten. I know. That was exhausting. It was kind of annoying. 
But the thing that they were arguing about is the same argument they have with Tang Suyuk. Like, are you dipper, I guess? Or, like, are you a person who likes your item coated or dunked in sauce? That's so true. And also, I don't remember who likes what preference. Suji is on your team. No, 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 with the nachos. On with my the nachos. Team. No, they, they held up the same belief. Oh, okay, then that, whatever. It was consistent. Honestly, in that case, I don't care. Because nachos can either come with everything on top of it already or on the side. It's how the restaurant prepares it, so I don't care. I think I switch it up. I mean, yeah. No, I eat it soft. I like it both ways. I'm yeah, fine. I, I, in this case, I don't care. As long as whatever the restaurant does to the nachos, I'm like, cool, I can dip it. Or if everything's on top, I'm like, cool, it's already done for me. Who gives a shit? It's done. <laughs> I can eat it as is. I don't know. This it, this food scene bothered me because it just wasn't appealing. And after it, I felt kind of sick. The food did look greasy. Yeah, I could not. I didn't even want to eat Mexican. I, I don't want to eat Mexican food for a long time after eating this I Their Mexican food doesn't look like our Mexican food. So I was able to disassociate. A good food scene, I think, should make you crave the thing that they're eating. Yes. And I didn't have that. Yes. But I do like the mirroring effect. And I'm tempted to try the the Corona Rita, whatever that's I'm called. Not. That looked like a lot. <laughs> it did, but I love cocktails. I mean, if you want it, go for it. You just have to find a place that'll serve it. I can just buy all the stuff and make it at home. I know, but how are you? Are you gonna get the same effect? Like the the bottle. I don't have down. a martini glass, but I will see what I can do. You can borrow a martini with the glass from that us I have. if you want. I don't know if I care that much. I just want to try the cocktail itself. That's fair. Maybe you try it and let me know how it goes. Mm. All right. Uh, so we get a new scene where Taeyong is trying to sell at this restaurant at Seoul. And guess who happens to walk on by? Sangwoo. Sangwoo goes yeah, to his the boy. same restaurant. And his, what is the word that Rishi uses? Tunnel brother. His tunnel brother, Sangwoo. Hello? Just. We lost Ryan. He's so upset. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't say that. <laughs> so upsetting. <laughs> so, uh, Sangwoo tells Taeyong that they broke up with each other, um, Sangwoo and Suji, because Suji felt like their relationship was lacking. But Sangwoo knows it's because Suji has fallen in love with Taeyong. Hard to guess, to be honest. I mean, if you don't communicate your feelings, I can see why he's confused or either party is confused because neither of the two say like hey i'm gonna miss you don't go i like you none of that is ever stated she doesn't even keep up with him like on her current relationship status that he helped bring together that's true so i can understand his confusion i can understand his surprise that's fair yeah and taeyong seems kind of like the guy who has no nunchi what no nunchi I don't know this word. Oh, nunchi is like common sense or like, like he knows things. But that's his whole gimmick. Not in terms of his own relationship. That is fair. So a lot of people will have like good nunchi when it comes to other people, but have are completely oblivious when it comes to their own, uh, when someone likes them or something like that. Okay. So I think that's what he has. Mm-hmm. I like to make fun of a lot of my friends because they have no nunchi. <laughs> I think you're the same way though. Um... I acted dumb because I didn't want girls hitting on me. That's fair. <laughs> if I was oblivious, maybe they would lose interest and maybe realize I'm freaking so gay. You attract a lot of the shy type girls. So I think 
they did not that did not deter them <sighs> let's move on okay so yeah and we cut to suji bringing over the leftovers to the apartment to share with chomi suji learns that taeyong went to the same restaurant through the food blog suji like reads the blog entry and she pret- and she like runs the pain away she she leaves the apartment saying like oh i'm gonna go run because i ate so much and as she's running she reads the entry and she was kind of like i guess she's hurt that he didn't ask her to go with her i don't know it's weird i think she's upset that she assumed he was busy so she didn't get to go with him and then she finds out he wasn't busy and went to the restaurant she wanted to go with him so like i think maybe she was upset at herself and him for missing each other and the chance to i guess go on a date more or less that's true that's fair i, I do agree with that aspect yeah taeyong comes right behind her as she's running to confront her about Sangwoo. And as he's confronting her, he kisses her on the lips. And then she kisses him back. Where else would he kiss On her? the lips. On the cheek, Allison. Ew! Who does cheek kisses? When you're first getting into a relationship? No! I mean, I do cheek kisses, like, once we're already in the relationship. But, like, to start out? I don't want to do that. I don't know. I think... we're. I think we're two very different yes, people. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> And this is when I noticed her outfit. Why? What was her outfit? Why the fuck was she wearing a button-up shirt and, like, dress pants to work out? I can answer that because the writers knew she was going to get some lip smacking. I mean, I understand from that aspect, but it just, again, took me out of the narrative. And I was just like, why the fuck is she wearing that? I guess then the argument could be she was so upset reading the food blog, she went out in the clothes she was already wearing, didn't even bother to change the exercise clothes. That's fair. I'll accept that. And then after they kiss, her stomach rumbles and he's like, oh, you want to go out to eat? And she's like, tapoki? <laughs> and they go get tapoki together. And that is the end of the drama. We did it. That's Let's Eat too, fam. What's up? So now... Let us guess the middle. Do you want to go first or did you do? Did you do that on purpose? You said let us, like lettuce. That was not on purpose. Okay. Um, I can go first. Okay. So throughout the drama, there was like casual mentions of like Chansu, the guy from jail. I'm going to make him the focus of like what happened in the middle because I find everyone else's relationship to be boring. Okay. I think Chansu is the guy from the first episode who's creeping in into the apartment. Mm-hmm. I think he was secretly living in the apartment. Either I think on like a rooftop storage or like on the third floor. Like on a different floor that we weren't seeing as the audience members. I think he was feeding the dog too. And that's why the dog kept coming back to the neighborhood. It wasn't just Ajima. It was, I think that's his dog or he was encouraging the dog to come around. Mm-hmm. And obviously he was the guy who committed all the crimes that made the tenant insecure about getting new people. Like he committed insurance fraud, identity fraud, and attempted murder. I think my biggest, most outlandish theory is that he might be the grandma's grandson. I have because- the same theory. <laughs> I don't think it's oh, that far Oh, cool. Because I'm like, why is she visiting him in prison? I think the pretty girl is either his girlfriend or love interest because she seems familiar with who he is. And I, I think otherwise it'd be unnecessary for her to be at the prison too. Agreed. So I think that's why she was shown with at the airport with a different man. 
because whatever drama she had with Chansu, she's supposed to say, see, I'm dating better guys now. Okay, that makes more sense in your theory. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever he did, I think insurance fraud, identity fraud, like, I think it started off as a small crime, and then it got blown out of proportion, and I think it had to do a lot with his parents' pressure, pressure to succeed, either to go to college or have a good career. So he stole someone's identity or got into the insurance game. I don't know. I don't know how it escalated to attempted murder. So I'm curious about that. But I think he's supposed to be a good guy who just did bad things. A misled teenager, pretty much. He looks a little bit old to be a teenager, but sure. Yeah. Well, like 20 or some year old person. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Young, young person. Yep. A youngin. <laughs> pretty much. Is that it? Yeah. All right. So, like, I'm going to be quite honest. Uh, I'm, just, I'm reading this verbatim from what I wrote in the middle prediction. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be quite honest. The food scenes from this season, or at least the ones I've seen so far, don't hold a candle to the original series. And I think that the food was the main appeal to the series in the first place. So I'm kind of disappointed. I have a question. Did did they ever do Sungipsout in either season one or if you know about it in season two? I mean, they did Sungipsout in this episode. No, 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 not in this episode, but like in another episode. I'm trying to ask if they repeated food options, like a food scene. I can't recall if they had some group style specific. No, they did. They did. They had it over a charcoal okay, grill. Okay, then I feel like I knew that because I was very disappointed when they got some group style in the in this episode. I, I thought that they already did it and I was really disappointed that they repeated it. To be fair, there's only so much food in Korea. Like that's a Korean like delicacy thing. But they do like other cuisines. They did Mexican food for this episode. In season one, they did movie theater food. You can make anything a food scene. To be fair, the movie theater food wasn't much of a food scene. It was just prepping the food. They tried to make it a food scene. Like, ooh, look at him swallowing that soda. Or like, I don't know if this actually happened, but in my mind's eye, they're throwing popcorn at each other and trying to catch it in their mouths. Nope. Okay, that was in my head. It was also the main character, the main female character, and her mother. So I think that would be a little weird if they did that. (laughs) It was with her mom. I don't even remember her mom. Yeah. But like, that's, I think there are a lot of Korean cuisines. So I'm mad that they doubled up or repeated. Or even if they did, every single dish that existed in Korea, they could have done a different cuisine from a different country. That's fair. I just think meat parties are kind of like a thing to celebrate something. agree but then they could have maybe done japanese barbecue or a different form of barbecue i love like hot pot and shabu shabu i feel like they already did shabu shabu they did shabu shabu oh okay but you see my point yeah right anyway continue (laughs) that being said i think it's obvious that the main three characters are going to be in a typical love triangle Taeyang in love with Suji, Suji in love with sangwoo and sangwoo in love with Taeyang. that was already confirmed a true love triangle, in my opinion. Yeah. And Sangwoo Taeyang relationship, you know, it's probably going to be the one charged with the most romantic tension because Sangwoo is kind of clueless about everything, but it will be seen as platonic. And Sangwoo does date Suji for a little while because Korea is too cowardly to make them gay. <laughs> Suji's ultimate goal throughout the season is to make Sangwoo notice her and eventually end up in a relationship with the man, but over time, she falls in love with Taeyang. As they start to hang out more. 
Okay, so I understand why she falls in with Taeyong because she's truly herself around him and I feel like she put up such a front around Sangwoo that there's no chance for the relationship to actually work. Mm-hmm. Oh, was that the end of the statement? Yes, that is. That is my statement. Yeah, you made it seem like you had a butt. Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to predict that every time that Suji and Taeyong are eating with each other, they argue about what the appropriate way is to eat deliciously. I agree with you. Both ways are acceptable, and ultimately it's up to personal preference, but neither of them back down from the argument. This is evidenced by the tongsyuk scene, the nacho scene, samgyeopsal scene. They all eat, they both eat it very differently, and I think it could be interesting seeing the different perspectives on how to eat food deliciously. And I made this comment to Allison yesterday, but I do think that we are pretty much these two characters. Yeah. Because Allison and that I... That hurt. That was a hurtful comment. I mean, it's true, though. That's why it hurts. There are just very specific foods that Allison and I disagree on how to eat properly. Vehemently. And neither of us can convince the other which is the quote-unquote correct way of eating it. I mean, ultimately, it doesn't matter. But <laughs> it's, it's all going to be in your stomach. It's the principle of the thing. I agree. And neither of us... Both of us are very stubborn, so we don't back down. Which is the same with these two characters. So we're like these two characters, except with none of the romantic tension. Which... Thank God. What a nightmare that would be. What a toxic, (sighs) toxic relationship that would be. Even if, like... Yeah, like, I just imagine all our friends thinking, what are they doing? I can't be around you guys. I mean, that did happen for quite a long time. I know. That was, like, lunch for a year and a half, two years of high school. Pretty much. No one wanted to sit next to us. Yeah. I mean, they had to because... <laughs> There's limited seats in the cafeteria. But they didn't want to. But we were literally toxic people. It was great. <laughs> I still think of those as some of my fondest memories. They, no, yeah, the cafeteria scenes were some of the best of high school. (laughs) Did you just refer to your own memories as scenes? Yeah. (laughs) I did. Oh my god, why? (laughs) I watched too many (laughs) K-dramas. Oh, what a weak excuse. <laughs> I just feel bad that we had victims. That's my only regret, is that we had victims. That's fair. I do feel bad for a lot of our friends. <laughs> and shout out to them for still being friends with us today. Yeah, honestly, the friends that... It, they, it did not pay out for them. Honestly, it did I'm glad not. That but, you know, I'm still glad we have them in our lives. <laughs> yeah, they're cool people. Oh, my God. <laughs> so here is my theory about the dog. Oh, you had one too. Okay, So I think the dog is most definitely the same dog from the original series, and that the main female lead from the original series was so filled with grief after her breakup with Taeyong that the dog just followed Taeyong back to Sejong. (laughs) And, you know, on the way, she got like a haircut. (laughs) Sounds like so stupid. I'm pretty sure the dog is a boy, like at least presented as a boy in the series. Oh. Or it wasn't the first. Or it wasn't the first. Let's eat. I don't know what gender the dog is in this season. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get that in this season. But regardless, <laughs> the dog has found his place at the Sejong apartments, being fed by all these people. I. This is the spinoff. I think we need. I think I need to know about this dog because they sound amazing. I want to know more about the absence 
the the leaving of her original owner. But you said that you liked that they never gave a reason for the breakup. Yeah, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the dog. Oh, the dog's owner. Okay. Yeah. I okay. I want to say let's eat three. We are scheduled to eventually watch Let's Eat Three. I just think because it took place five years later. I don't know if the dog will be part of the cast. I don't think they will. And if they do, it's not going to be the same dog, which I'm kind of upset about. Okay. But I completely understand. Yeah, if it's not the same dog, I think they should just do a whole different animal. Like... A cat? No, not a cat. No, cats want to make for, like, chicken maybe. I don't know. Like, what's a, a pet you can have at, at a Korean apartment? Listen, a chicken? I raised, I raised two baby chicks in a Korean apartment. But did you raise full-grown chickens? I don't know what happened to them. Oh, you know what happened to them. No, like, I remember having baby chicks and the cheep, 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 cheep noise. And then one day we didn't have them anymore. I don't know if we gave them away. No, you didn't. Or my parents. (laughs) What? Girl, you know what happened to them. Stop pretending. No, I mean, I'm saying my memory. I don't know what happened i know that they were probably given away or they died it's one of those two i just can't say with confidence fair enough but i briefly raised baby chicks in a korean apartment poor chicks yeah no don't let a five-year-old raise anything yeah not a good idea in any case that's just my small theory about the dog i didn't really go into it too much. I like your theory just because it's so out there. Is it really? I thought it was pretty tame. <laughs> okay, so a dog from Seoul goes all the way to Sejong because of Taeyong who travels by car? I mean, have you ever watched Bolt? That is a Disney film starring Miley Cyrus? Yes, of course I've watched it. Yeah, so you see the my point. The dog thinks... Okay, no, I do not see your point. How could you not see my point? <laughs> I know what you're trying to say. I'm saying use a better example. How about that other movie that the dog home, a dog's journey? Is that the one set in Japan? No, it's 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 English. No, but is it based on a Japanese story that actually oh, happened, but no. white people whitewashed the entire cast because fuck Asian stories. Not not Hachi, no. Oh, that's the one I was thinking. I was thinking Hachi. Hachi's a way better example. <laughs> Anyways, we're, we're too much. We're talking too much about the dog. <laughs> Did you have a theory about the dog? Um, just that the original owner or guy who brought it to the building was Chansu. Oh, no, you did say that. Yeah, that's a that's a valid theory. I think that's way more believable, to be honest. <laughs> oh, I know. All right. Um, my other theory was that throughout the series, Sangwoo is going to be in strange circumstances that are just queer baiting, which I think they probably were like, oh, it's so funny. Isn't it awkward that he's like miraculously finds himself sleeping with like five guys? I think the worst part about that is like, it can be funny because the audience knows without a doubt he's straight. Like you can queer bait with straight characters, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, cause there, there's so many other K-dramas where they'll have like really, really close male friendships and then they'll like queer bait with that or like do jokes with that. But then it's like as soon as they get a girlfriend or a love interest, that's all out the window. Same thing happened. And then there's like this Playboy. weird thing they do that they do with K-pop stars to increase like more, I think, fandom or fan worship. Oh yeah, the They'll, fanfics like, are crazy. Yeah, no, like okay, when Big Bang was you know at its like height, there would be these videos of them cosplaying as characters from K dramas. 
since everyone in Big Bang is male, they would legit kiss. I think G-Dragon was always the girl, and he would kiss Top. Well, I wouldn't. This wasn't... That doesn't surprise me. No, but, like, this is, like, other K-pop bands have done this to to incite, I guess, fanfics or uh, fan worship or whatever. Got it, got it, got it. Nope, definitely, definitely agree with that. So it's, like, not a good look how they're playing with sexuality just for whatever rating purposes. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable. Do not like. Dislike greatly, actually. Homophobia. (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much. It's great. Gotta love it. Anyways, what are you going to rate it? Uh, Well, I'm not done. My last theory was actually just that the kid in jail is Chomi's grandson. So I agreed with you on that front. I don't think it was a ridiculous theory because I think it's correct. I just didn't feel confident with it. That's why I was like, it's my most out there theory. Well, I'm here to give you confidence. <laughs> I agree with the thing you. Is... And I think you're correct. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. I'll take that. <laughs> All right. Um, reading it, three out of ten. Whoa, such a drastic... Okay, I was going to go six out of ten. Okay, well, I, I want to hear your explanation Maybe... first. Maybe you'll change my mind. I don't know if I will. It has a lot of the same elements of Let's Eat 1. It's just poorly executed or a worse version of it. So it should deserve like a lower score. So I was definitely thinking 5 or 6 out of 10. Like it still had all the elements that make me enjoy Let's Eat. Just not as good. Not as well done. So that's why it's not like a failure rating but more of a middle eh kind of rating. Okay. Like, not good, not bad. Okay. No, I think it failed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The food scenes just weren't as appetizing as I wanted them to. I think the relationship wasn't as strong. Yeah. I didn't care for any of the side characters. In fact, I think that most of the scenes with the side characters could have been cut out from this final episode, and I would have been just as as happy. And I think that adding filler scenes just don't enhance the ending of a drama at all. Maybe if we saw Tixu be with his wife, I would be more inclined to care about him, but I really just don't give a shit about Tixu. <laughs> Same with like yeah. the beauty blogger, the landlady. I kind of care about Chomi because she seems to have had a very significant role. But honestly, other than that, I don't care about any of the side characters. Food scenes in the first episode and last episode were both pretty mediocre when compared to the first season. And I, I think it might be mm-hmm. fa- unfair because I am comparing it to the first season because I loved the story but and I loved the food scenes. Aren't you supposed to if you carry the same name? Like, it's literally the predecessor. You're supposed... I feel like you should be. Yeah, but they were they were doing it under the guise of, like, a completely different plot, new, new cast members. New characters. Yeah. Okay. So I'm a little bit biased, but that's the reason I'm going so low is because I, I do care about this series so much. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what they do with the third season because I don't think that this season is a bad season. I just think that it's not as strong as the first one. So I don't know what to think. On one hand, I think it'll be worse because like Koreans don't have a setup, I guess, for other like to have like more than one season. Like it's I don't think they have that setup. I think it's going to have like similar elements to the first and second season. So it's going to be Taeyong falling for a girl all over again. There's going to be a weird horror mystery element all over again. There's going to be a little kid obsessed with this hot young girl all over again. Like there's just going to be certain elements that are just going to be repeated. I am interested to see because 
it was rushed. That's the third season was rushed because the main character mm-hmm. went to the of the military yeah. draft. So I'm curious to see if that really affected the story. And then I'm kind of with you where they've already filmed. I think there's like maybe what two food scenes an episode, and then there's been thirty plus episodes, so sixty dishes filmed. They're running out of pretty food you can film. Yeah, there's only so, so much. So I don't know you what eat prettily, but. This also it has been filmed five years later, so maybe they've thought about this. I don't know if it's true, so I, I would go in with low expectations, despite the fact that each time they have a let's eat season, they get more viewership. I think it might just be because they carry the name. I think there's a certain familiarity, a certain comfort to like the setup that they have. Also, some of the food scenes must be, they have to be good. And I guess we'll go into it when we get watch all the food scenes, but... I don't know who said this, like writer, director, producer, whatever, but I think the intent of this drama or food scenes is to show that you have stressors or stress in your life and maybe you can feel alone, but you're not actually alone. Um, a dinner table or eating with a group of people, A, can like wash away your worries and B, bond you. So that's kind of I think attracts so many viewers. I also think that's why mukbang is so popular. Yeah, I agree. I do want to try doing mukbang one day. <laughs> I think we should do a mukbang. It'll be fun. Yeah, but it has to be food that you don't get tired of and food that you obviously can tolerate. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Anyways, I think Eric Nam does a mukbang. I have to look for it though. You and Eric Nam. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well, that's the end of Let's Eat Season 2. I'm going to hold off saying what we're going to watch next time because I think it's going to be a surprise for both of us. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we have something in the works. So, you'll see it when you see it. (laughs) Or I guess hear it when you hear it. Or tweet it when I tweet it. Read it when you tweet it. People who... (laughs) They could retweet! Thank you for listening to Don't Meet Me in the Middle. We want to thank Yon Onion Park for the cover art. You can find her at cat.on.bread on Instagram. Our intro and conclusion music is The Biggest Rodent off the album Cabibera by Louis Zong. You can find us on Twitter at DontMeetMe1 or on Instagram at DontMeetMeInTheMiddle. You can also email us at dnt.m.m.m at gmail.com. Alright, see you guys in two weeks. Bye. Bye.